You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Genesis 13, 14. And the Lord said to Abraham, after the Lot was separated from him, there are visions that you will not see until you let go of Lot. Lot is anything that is part of your life that is not God's plan for your life. I said this briefly for service and just to mention that it is the responsibility of every Christian to live in such a way that you do not allow people to blaspheme the name of the Lord. And that's very important in these last days. And um, not to talk about trendy issues, but when I see an issue like that, you apply it to yourself that how are you living, where you walk, where you live, are you lifting up the name of Jesus by the way you live, by your character, or uh, when you are a Christian and you borrow money from somebody, you don't pay back again, when you are a Christian and you do all sorts of things that are the Bible forbids, what will happen is that you give the enemy an occasion to reproach the name of God. All right? And it's the duty of every Christian do not let the name of Christ we are called by to be evil spoken of by the way we conduct ourselves. From a pastor to every member of the church, it is necessary that as we are in the open, so we are in the secrets. Praise the Lord. So wherever you walk, wherever you stay, what's your Christian testimony? What's the testimony of Jesus Christ around you because of you? And that's very important. Let lies be touched. Let people know that our God is a God of integrity. Our God is a pure God by you walking in purity. Yeah. Let them know there's a difference between the church and the world by the way you live, set the standard or follow the standard of the word of God that is written down. It's very important. Hallelujah. Every time a Christian does what he or she shouldn't do, you give the enemy of God an occasion. And make no mistake about it, there are those who hate the church so much so they will look for any reason to bash the church. And when the church plays into their hand, yeah, they have a few days. They enjoy it. Even though it doesn't improve their personal life anyway. But then a believer should never be found. The Bible says flee from all appearance of evil, which is true. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's very necessary. Wherever we are, wherever you walk, wherever you live, let your testimony... Be the one that nobody can dance. It's very necessary. So as a matter of fact, it's part of our assignment to rebuild the image of Christianity in Nigeria and everywhere in the world. Yeah. You see, every offense, every mistake from the church, uh, whether an individual from the church or somebody, every mistake, especially from a popular, but what it does is it attempts to hinder the gospel more. Some would just say, I've said all of us are sinners and they enjoy the frenzy and everything. Until they meet you and discover that there are Christians who live by the word of God and their lives will be transformed when they see you as an example. It has to be. You should be a living testimony. When I was working in NAPC, one of the days, if you are, um, if you are in, in, I don't know of now, if we were there then and if you were in Kaduna refinery, then if you we were fasting, the, you know, in the north, people are very religious, both Muslim fast and the Christian Lent. Um, if we were fasting that time, they will compensate you after the month. They will double your salary and they will give you packages. So all the coppers lied that they were fasting. Because they used to give us lunch every day. So me, I was going to eat my lunch. I said, I'm not a candle. I'm not doing lunch. When I fast, I don't let anybody know. So why should I? 
But then there was a lady in the canteen. She liked me. She used to dress from her toe, but we used to talk a lot. We'll talk football, we'll talk life. And then one day I was talking about, to her about Christ, and she told me that she said, I know that Jesus is the way. So she just, she just liked me. So she put my name, even though she was serving me at the canteen every day, she put my name among those who, fa- who were fasting, who did not eat. So they paid me double money. And sincerely, we needed that money that time. When they called me and I rejected it, it shocked the account, and the account that was even a Christian was wondering, eh, what should do? I said, no. We are bigger than that. There is nothing too big that can come between us and the love for our God and the love that the Father has for us. So we are willing to walk away from any other thing. Because in no time, lest you say you have made Abraham rich, God will give and every wealth that is gotten in the wrong way, time will tell. It is true what Jesus said. There is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. It's just a matter of time. Hallelujah. If you rise in the entertainment industry by sleeping with a police officer, time will tell. You will not be able to stand for the kingdom. So we have no choice but to overcome temptation. We can't bow to the prince of this world. We can't negotiate. We must defeat him. And no matter what, as you're advancing, he will show up. But greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. Are you with me? This is very important. And I'm, I'm asking all of you. Whenever you find yourself, temptations are real. They come in different shades and in different ways. And you know, many ways, sin will always look appealing at the beginning. Just one mistake. David, one look at Bathsheba, one bringing Bathsheba in. And look at the consequences. The firstborn raped the daughter and the second one killed the firstborn. Because the father opened the door. Those who are men here, there is so much responsibility on you as a man. And you know, when you know the uh, heaviness of this responsibility, you'll find it very difficult as a young man to criticize and talk. You still have a long way to go. It's a marathon. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Your thoughts and your question will be that when I am 75, 80, Will I be scandal free then? And that should be what we target. The Bible says, consider yourself. Are you following me? Yeah. That doesn't mean you don't speak for justice. But always quickly turn the light on yourself that, Lord, help me. So that when my time is up on this side of eternity, it will be a life. It will be a sweet cruise home without anything to be ashamed of. Few men have lived 80 years on this earth without any any indictment, anything. And the Bible says, be followers of those who took faith and patience inherit the promise. So that's what I told you something for service. A lot of, many times, on, especially on Saturday, because of Sunday service, I spend hours praying on Saturday. Sometimes I pray for as long as four, six hours. And I think about it. When I am 70, 80, will I still be doing this? Wouldn't I have become a professional that has mastered the art of preaching? That stands before the people to share the same scripture, but no backing of the spirit, no prayer. Or will I still be the same man in season and out of the season, following God day and night, loving him with my whole heart? Those are important questions that as a young minister you have to ask yourself from the beginning, which is very real. Because the Bible says that many run the race, but only one wins the prize. And when you look at how long where you are going is, you don't become cocky, you become sober. I get what I'm saying. This is 
is almost making me to start crying. This is very important. So there are questions that a pastor sits down and you ask yourself. A member you sit down. You represent Jesus. For you to be fruitful is beyond you. Many people are waiting. If it takes you 20 years to learn what God wants to teach you in two years, those 20 years, souls are perishing. Some are suffering. Because every rise that you experience in the kingdom is to affect other people. What about if people are crying? The Bible says, as the Bible was describing what happened to Moses as he was journeying to meet the Midianites, as he was there, the Bible said that the children of Israel continued under their burden, and God had respect to their cries. They were sighing deeply. It was 400 years God told Abraham, and it was 498 years that Moses came to rescue them. 90 years extra. And their soul, in those 90 years, some people died in slavery. By divine, ordin by divine ordination, they were meant to go to promised land. But the Savior did not get it on time. The Savior rushed out and wasted another 40 years. How many saviors are here? Do you know how many business, how many people are destined to be employed by you? How many people? See, this is why when we talk about Christian prosperity, it's not materialism. Some do it that way. It is a sense of responsibility calling. Especially in a nation that is poverty ridden right now. Where the government seems to have no direction and everything is upside down. Where are saviors in Zion that will help people? Where are people who will help? The rate of people beg for money in Nigeria right now? It's unusual. Where are the saviors? The Lord is raising people, but how long is it taking, will it take us to learn? Some still debate giving, debate. Where will people stand and begin to move? Paul said that let us lay, I said, he said that let us go to perfection. Laying, he said, let us not lay again the foundation of repentance from dead work. So let's go to something higher. At what time do we leave some mundane things and go for important things? Those who are stumbling there and now, you are still stumbling on sex, stumbling, stumbling on kissing. You are dating people, stumbling on those ones. When do you rise up and go and fulfill destiny? For how long do you wake up in the morning and your first thing is, Lord, forgive me, forgive me for this, forgive me for that. Anger, wrong words here and there. And that is what you are. I want to read Hebrews chapter 12. He said, having therefore this promise in dearly, but let us lay aside every weight and sin that do easily beset us and let us run with perseverance. Nobody runs with weights. So when will the weight be laid aside so that you can run? So it's a call. That's why we don't rush out to give opinions like others. No matter what happens. Yeah, I always support, I'm always on the side of justice and the right thing being done. But most importantly, Bible says examine yourself. What am I doing? Even though forgiveness and healing is more than justice. Justice punishes the offender. Forgiveness changes both the offender and the offended. It is true. I get what I'm saying. Now, I'm not saying anybody should. I'm just saying that that's what, that's what happens. Many times when you want to take a decision, you have to ask yourself, that, to, what, to what end am I doing this? You are justified. If you deal with the team or the sinner and is dealt with, you are justified. There's a place for that in the Bible. But it's a lesser truth. What about forgiveness? Amen. And I'm not telling anybody what to do. What I'm not talking about the issue you think I'm talking about necessarily that they should do so. No. Whatever she likes or whatever he likes, they should do. But I'm just, from stories, we bring out things. All right? So it's not in my place to tell somebody what to do and what not to do. They are all Christians and they are persuaded to do whatever they want to do. But I always like to learn from events. 
Are you with me this morning? Glory to God. Many of you are looking so bad the way you are looking at me. I hope you will not be committing sin. <laughs> God bless you. Have your seat. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's as if now the atmosphere is not noisy again. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Genesis. So the Bible says that Abraham. Oh, I started from that. And I went on. <laughs> the Lord said, Lift up now thy eyes. Wherever you are, you are seeing, lift up thy eyes. Say, when you look around, your vision is limited. But when you, look to, when you lift up your eye, you see far and wild. Look from the place. Oh, this is wonderful. Look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Abraham, don't look at the place where you are. Look from the place. He said, for the land which thou seest, to thee I will give you. Tell your neighbor, the land that you see is the land that you get. Can you say it louder? The land that you see. It's amazing how our God is that God did not see for Abraham. He didn't tell Abraham that Abraham, I'm going to give you the land up to Shokoto Kano. No. God told Abraham that I will give you what you see. So you see, and then I give you. So what you see depends on the capacity of your spirit. Another example. It's supposed to be a short man. Another example. Second Kings chapter 13, verse 14. This is, um, I read this one for service and then I'll move very fast. Second, uh, uh, Second Kings chapter 13, verse 14. Hallelujah. Elisha was falling sick. The sickness where he would die. No. So the king of Israel came and said, My father, my father, the child of Israel. They used to call him that because that was what he said when he received the anointing. The child of Israel, the husband thereof. Next verse. Elisha said to him, Take thy bows and thy arrows. And he took the bows and arrows, the bow and arrows. Elisha said, Put thy hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it. And Elisha put his hand upon the king's hand. That represents the anointing. Next verse. And he said, open now the window is toward and he opened. Then he said to shoot and he shot. And he said, the arrow of the Lord deliverance, an arrow of deliverance from Syrian. For thou shalt smell the Syrian till thou hast finished them. Next verse. And he said, take thy, the arrows. And he took it and he said unto the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote three times and he stopped. And the man of God was wrought with him and said, thou should have smitten five or six times. Then you would have had victory over Syria till you have consumed them. Whereas thou shalt have smite them but three eyes. Why you read a scripture like that? What comes to mind? Why didn't he tell the guy how many times? So Elisha was about dying and the king of Israel came and he said, my father, my father, he said, I know your problem. I was a prophet who helped you against the invaders. Now I'm dying. You are afraid of what will happen next. He said, okay, your major enemy, your major opponent are the Syrians. So this is what we do. He said, take your bow and your Bible, open your window towards where we can see Syria prophetically. He said, now, fight. As well, he said, let me put my hand on your hand. That represents the power of God over you. He said, shoot. And the guy shot. He said, take the arrow and hit the ground. But he did not tell him how many times to hit the ground. How hungry are you for what God wants to do in your life? So the guy hit the ground one, two, three, and stopped. And he just saw an outburst of anger from the prophet. He said, you should have done it, sister. He said, you only have victory three times. Why didn't he tell? Because it's not permitted. The same reason why God did not define the boundary for Abraham. As far as God was concerned with Abraham then, all the lands around you can be taken, but you only take the ones you see.
Can I hear amen? I don't want to be too quiet this morning. Is somebody hearing me? Hallelujah. Wow. The same story happened in 2 Kings chapter 4. So the woman came to the prophet and he said that uh, there's nothing. I said, you know, he said, what do you have? He said, I have a jar of oil. He said, go and borrow vessels. Don't borrow few. But I didn't tell him how many vessels to borrow. Didn't tell how many vessels. Few to someone can be 100 vessels. Few to another person can be 50 vessels. But I want to tell you what expands your capacity. So I told the first service, if Jesus stands here physically and he calls 30 of you out, and he put his hand, not a pastor, Jesus, the head of the church himself, and he put his hand on 30 of you. After 10 years, and he said the same words to all of you, my son, I anoint you today. All things are possible with you. If I give all of you 30, 10 years after, all of you will not be at the same level. Do you know? Somebody will be ahead of somebody. That means that the anointing is affected by human capacity. And that's very important. Mm. <laughs> the Holy Spirit dwells more in the future. It shows you things. What you have seen right now, you have seen. So God said to everybody, look from where you are, not look at where you are. Where you are is gone. The Spirit wants to do something more. So 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says that what eyes have not seen. Because the Spirit deals more with the future. John chapter 16, verse 13. The Bible said that Jesus said, when it shall come, it will show you things to come. Things to come. Joel 2, 28. I will pour out my spirit in the last days. He said, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. So, the vision I'm talking about, is not the one we cook up about, about ourselves. It was God that spoke to Abraham. If the spirit of God, by revelation, shows you what is ahead of you, honestly, you will run. And the time has come for that. That by the spirit you see 10 years ahead. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And when you see it, this is why we pray in tongues. We see it, see, it's amazing. We only walk in what we see. I told them for service, and I'm going to stop on this now because we'll continue next week. See, hear me very well. This is the truth. This is why praying in tongues is important. It energizes your spirit to see what God is showing you. And people of the world and a lot of Christians, they don't understand this dimension. What I'm about to say now, that money follows provision, not need. Money follows provision, not need. Money follows vision, not needs. If you ask something as a, someone in need, people will go be, bend down and give you, if they are nice, hand over. If it's about vision, one of the most powerful illustrations of this is on the negative notes. Shekau, head of Bukwaram, is potentially a billionaire. Bukwaram is heavily financed. If they did not have the vision of Bukwaram, those guys might be around pushing wheelbarrow around selling fruits. The same guys. Many of them are not educated. Shekau entered top 100 people in the world three years ago. By what? Yeah. Vision is powerful. Guys who are there, ordinary guys, are now dreaded people that governors and people are giving money to. They could have been like other people that you call a bookie, the rest. But you see, when vision sets in, regardless of your background, everything changes. Yeah. And the bigger the vision, the more. Now, they are dealing with debts of people. The more things that you command. And I said that 
If the right people don't rise up with the right visions, wrong people will fill the space. Because the world is not permitted to be, to have vacuum. Where good does not reach, evil will quickly take over. If you don't want weed, the only place weed will not grow is the place a plant is growing. Around the plant, weed will be growing. You understand? If your plant, if you plant a tree, there will be weed around the tree, but there will not be weed under the tree. So the circumference occupied by the tree is the only place. If you use 200 watt light, it will push darkness back to by 200 watts. If you bring 400 watt, darkness will go back further. Now, if you remove the 400 watts and you put phone light, darkness will come back to the level that the phone light... Darkness is permitted to go to the level that light, where, where light stops. Darkness is permitted to start operating from there. That's why at times you have to ask how much light is at work in your life. Where they tell me how much dominion you have are the forces of darkness around you who are trying to frustrate everything that you do. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. See, I give them one, one very important uh, illustration. Sincerely speaking, what we paid for the new place we are moving to, we've never had, we've never had that kind of one-fifth of that money ever. And I told the leader, sincerely speaking, if the Lord didn't show us the vision and the desire, we will have some money, we will still be, all we will have will be one-fifth of what we pay for that place. There is so much in you yet to come out because that's why I'm telling you. Stop waiting. Start praying in the spirit until a vision. Vision produces is, is true. They were going to build a tower that will reach heaven because somebody said that let us not scatter, let us build. He just saw that families were multiplying and he sold an idea to them. Let's build. How logical. Is it possible to build into heaven? But God came down because they were going to do it. I don't know by what technology. And everybody was committed. That is why praying until there is a revelation of God coming into your heart. And I'm sharing this message because when the service ends, the Spirit of God wants to talk to many of you. Yes? I have a personal retreat tonight. Might be one night before you sleep. And give the Holy Spirit to take you on a journey like he did with Abraham. Lot just left. God said, lift, your, lift up your eyes. I will give you everywhere you see. Take a journey with the Spirit of God. It is free of charge. You might be on Tony Street. And you can see Canada. You can see all those places. When it settles in your spirit, it has to manifest outside. When Elijah began to talk, he said, I want double, Elisha told him, I want double portion of your spirit. Sir. Ah! He said, you have asked for something hard. But thank God he said, notwithstanding. What was the condition? If you see me, so the, some things are hard in life, but they are still subject to the one seeing it. However hard they are, if they are seen, they are doable. You don't get that? So Elijah didn't miss words. I said, hey, you know what it took me to have this anointing? Double portion of it. He said, oh boy, it is hard. He said, but I know something that happens, that when it happens to any man, he gets whatever he wants. If you see that double portion. He said, so I'm going to be taken away. He said, if you don't see, he had a second one, it shall not be said, but if you see, it shall be so. And the Bible says, Elisha saw it. Hallelujah. Many years back, Bishop, this is why you pray, was, uh, in, uh, he went to Arab University. He went with many other pastors. In the night, as he was walking around, they kept saying that this can happen every, anywhere in the world. This is not supposed to be in America alone. And a few years after, 
about four years ago, our robot university staff came to Canaan land and they saw the university and they were shocked at what they saw. I went to their library once and I hated our library in UI. One man, he came for a conference there, not even $10,000 to be invested was with him that time. Others were taking pictures, selfie. He kept saying to himself that this can be done anywhere regardless of how backward our economy is. It can be done. How many people see we are praying for the nation and we are responsible for our country, but it does not stop our prosperity because I am not corrupt and I'm not wicked. And the Bible says the rod of the wicked, rod of the wicked will not rest upon the lot of the righteous. So we are not going to suffer for what we have no part. We will pray for the country. We will intercede. If they say strike or some other thing, my affairs are able briefly, but it does not stop the workings of God in the lives of his people. Is that right? Can God get to a situation where he's stranded because of a country? So what do you see? What do you see? What do you see? You know, I look at some people here. The people you admire so much on TV, there's a bigger capacity inside you. Yet to come out. You are applauding for those who are playing the game in a lesser way than what you are called to play. But your time has come today. Praise the Lord. You enter a shopping mall. There's something about you and more. You want to have the biggest stomach. You enter a shopping mall. You are... Oh, don't stop there. Can a vision rise? This is what we pray in tongues. When you are in the spirit always, you always know what the Lord is saying. You can enter shop right and hear God say that in the next seven years, you have something bigger than this. That's how it starts. There's no money in your pocket. It starts with vision. You are the... Module, the least staff in your office. As they're employing you, you thank them for the employment and you make up a matter. You're going to give your best working here. Whilst you're working, the Lord is showing you that in a few weeks, one of the guys with the biggest chains of hotels in the world was one time a cleaner in one hotel. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a terrible thing when we cannot see. To be blind physically, it's not as terrible as being blind spiritually. It is true. There is an eye inside. It is more important than the one outside. Glory to God. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. This is very, very important. And that's what I'm sharing with you. Where you see it, they are criticized, Bishop Edipo, so much because of his wealth. He sat down for two days reading Copeland's book. And on the third day, he shouted, I cannot be poor again. He saw something in that book. His money had not increased, but he saw it. When you see, nobody can take it away from you. Interestingly, Kaneko Plan came to say, and he said, David, you said we thought to this thing, but you have a result beyond us. It is when you see it, when you see it, others will hate you. There is, a, there is persecution that comes with prosperity. Hope you know. What was many Nigerians are thinking? You think that when you are a billionaire, you are going to live such a way that people will like you. There is no such, it, it, it can never happen. Yes. Any pastor that the miraculous is following you, many people will not like you. You think people like Jesus when he was on earth. So why did the Pharisees kill him? Why did they kill him? Paul was killed. Why did they kill Paul? We also that they killed all the men of God we have now. Nobody. Bill Gates went to court 47 times in a particular year when he was rising. If you are the one with the mantle, in any area, 
If you are the moon, entertainment industry, you are number one, your, your criticism will rise to that level. Everybody feels big by stoning you. And you have to be responsible. Whatever any other small comedian, whatever anybody does, you are responsible for it. It's true. It is what comes with being the firstborn. But then you have to ask yourself a question. Do you want to be small and you have a quiet life? Or you want to answer destiny? Be a blessing to millions and leave the rest to make their noise. After all, their noise does not affect you. What people don't know is that the people they talk about don't even care what you say about them. But <laughs> was in the car one day, was coming to preach here. Somebody was showing him a newspaper with his picture at the front. He told the guy that I don't need this, but I'm not interested. He shocked the man. He says, sir, you are the one on it. He said, it doesn't matter. Even they put the, the offer, I don't research. It doesn't bother them. It doesn't. Because people started talking against when he was 40. Now he's 65. Pretty soon his time will be up. All the noisemakers will make noise and do nothing. Some get popular by talking about popular people. They've given themselves jobs to do. I'm already telling my son now, build your life. Don't become relevant by talking about a relevant person. Be the relevant person. He just five, and I'm already telling, telling him that one now. Because in football, there's no medal for uh, spectators. But they are the loudest. I should have passed like that. And then the match ends. Uh, we, we won, we won, we won Barcelona. You are new. <laughs> Can you enter the dressing room and they allow you to go in? Well, you see, you just enjoy. I, I'm a Chelsea fan, no doubt about that. We enjoy it. But we know. <laughs> if I go to say, I've been to Stanford Bridge, I've been to uh, 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 Old Trafford, <laughs> where the devils live, you know. <laughs> it's only Arsenal I've not been to. I know some of my old friends in UI. I'm, I'm, with what I've just said now, fire will fall tonight. All my friends in school, many of them are doctors, they are in Abad now. All of them are in Abad now, uh, in Boston. And last time I was there, I went to check many of them. It read they are all Arsenal fans. Once in a while, they watch our church, watch the message. So when I say anything about Arsenal, they are waiting for me. <laughs> because they, they say to me that, Pastor you are a traitor. And I am. Because I was an Arsenal fan before. When we're all in University of we're all in Namde Azikwe, we're all for Arsenal. But after years of waiting, <laughs> I left Suru Lady. And I went to a long show go. In Abeokuta, you have those two places. There's a place called Suru Lady. There's a place called Long Sugar. So it means that you are waiting. So oh, it's a, a patient has a, what, what, a, a value or whatever. Allah should go means that God has done great things. Why don't you pack your loaf of Suleyde and move out? <laughs> and there's Suleyde in Lagos also. Oh, that's the name of where we are moving to. Oh! <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. We are going to Suleyde Industrial Drive. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> No, we, we will rename after you. <laughs> but then it's true. To be patient is good. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Can you see? I will tell you two things that will help. And then my time is up already. So let me just say it in a minute or two. Pray in tongues more often. And then worship God. He will always find a way to let things come into your life that will challenge you and let you see. I kept praying, I kept praying. The more I prayed, the more I was seeing a way out. And I told the leaders, we, we saw a lot. Of, I said, it's not land. When we came here, it was land. This time around, I, I kept seeing a warehouse. 
I remember I said it many times, said that the minimum we are going for will be times two of this size. And sincerely speaking, we started with warehousing they took us to. We saw a warehouse 75 million per year. We saw a warehouse 80 million per year. I can tell you all the addresses. Warehouse owners in Lagos are in money. And then we saw some, we don't want a church. We don't want this one. We don't, all the time we're walking around, this one was still being occupied by Indians. But it begins with a vision. The day we're going to, by the time we're finishing the negotiation and everything, we still needed so much money. I gave five checks to the lawyer, all to be collected within 24 hours by faith. I just told the people signing check, write this amount, sign it, don't worry, it will go. And before the man went to withdraw the last one, so we wrote some several checks, 10 million, 10. Before he went to collect the last one, the money was complete. At least they didn't call back to complain. At least over four weeks, five weeks now. May the Lord open your eyes. May the Lord open your eyes. Then you look at the best to do in Nigeria. All of a sudden, it becomes so small before you. Then you realize that greater is it that is in me. This is why a Christian, if you do well, and they still gang up against you and kick you out, we cannot complain. That means my time is up in that place. So let me go. You have let go of something big. And it must be a reality. So that's why you must be prudent, hardworking, truly, and honest. So when they ask you to go, just now, the covenant person, that, so... Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? I see great things coming from your life. And it starts now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Vision. Vision. Blessed be your name. I share this because the Spirit of God wants to take many people on this journey. You will be in your room. With the light switch off. And you can see. What it shows you is about two, three years ahead. You can see things. And then you start walking every day. So what's what you've seen? By the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a vision that will shock you because you will know it will take the power of God for this. God doesn't show you what you can do. It will show you what your capacity cannot carry. But His grace will be there to do it for you. This is how to move the wealth we have in the realm of the Spirit because we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in every place in Christ Jesus. It's by the power of vision that we move into the physical world. So the Spirit wants to show you something. It's where it dwells. It came upon Saul and he prophesied, turned to another man. This thing, when it's on you, it turns you to another person. And this is how we journey and we move from one level to another in life. That's how we move. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We worship you. Can you pray a little on your seat where you are? Just the Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes, Lord. Open my eyes. So many great things hanging up there. Let the Lord show you. Let him show you. Somebody is walking in the airline company. It's wonderful for a start. But maybe God's plan is that you own your own airline. You can just pray. They are not wishful thinking that we come up with. That's why I said it, come, it, it, it is bad in the place of prayer. So it's not a wishful thinking. Wishful thinking, God might not be committed to it. But a vision deposited in your heart by God. Joseph was a small boy when he saw everybody bowing to him. The brother had no clue, but a few years after they saw it. 
thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. Shall we rise this morning? Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.